0: Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns. Uh, There's been a couple of mathematical errors. So, guys, we are official Locked On Browns, episode 206. Um, Guys, about the audio, uh, it will be resolved. Uh, There is a little gift package coming on the way that will help improve this. Um, You know, I, I understand some of you guys' difficulties with it, but I do appreciate a lot of you enjoying what you're hearing and, you know, saying that that, be, uh, that move needed to be made, and that move is on the way. Uh, we were supposed to have Thomas uh, Brown's Daily Mock Draft with us. Uh, Steve's a little under the weather. Uh, Pete Smith, always the kind enough guy to jump in. Uh, fashionably late, you know, too much time in the green room, which I'm surprised because the green room's a shithole. I keep it that way purposely. But he's kindly found his way to us. Um, Pete, I- I'm going to let you start with this because Baker was your guy. So, uh, they're not going to for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh... Look, he uh, looked like he was playing at Oklahoma, and I don't, you know, this, this, if Baker May was great, all the complaints against him were basically contrived because most complaints were, one, he's short, short guys have been successful, and then you get into character, you know, is he too cocky? You know, nothing that had anything to do with can he make the throws, you know, can he be a great quarterback? And he certainly wasn't perfect, but, uh, compared to what the bronze have seen for basically since 1999, that's easily the best, uh, debut for a quarterback they've drafted against, you know, some reasonable facsimile of competition. Now, having said that none of that means that, you know, as great and as, as effective as he was, that he needs to be rushed into the starting lineup. Uh, the, you know, Tyrod Taylor was very good himself, and that's what he's there for. So, you know, my thought is, uh, I love the fact that Baker's playing well. It's certainly BC alternative, but uh, you know, enjoy him now and then. You know, get ready for Tyrod.
0: Um, yeah, a couple of things, and this is what I, you know, obviously, what I liked is, you know, a lot of it was, you know, down in the field. Um, I was, I did, a, you know, some jet, I did a jet show last night. Was talking with those guys. And it wasn't to discredit what Sam Darnold did on you know his debut Friday night, but a lot of it was you know easier, shorter throws, which is perfectly fine. And maybe it's some of the difference between drafting a 21-year-old redshirt sophomore and a 23-year-old fifth-year senior like Baker Mayfield. So that is what you like. The other thing is, if we're going to continue this daily routine of we think Joe Boltonio is the left tackle, but maybe we'll put him back at guard and see if Greg Robinson can play left tackle, we're in no hurry to rush Baker Mayfield if we're still discussing who's going to play left tackle, that is crucial, it is vital, it would it, it, be foolish to do. So, you know, that I can understand where holding Baker back, and like I said today, guys, Baker Mayfield's going to be a marathon. It does, Let's not make it a sprint. This is what they did to Sean Kaiser. They made it a sprint, and now he's fighting to, you know, hoping, you know, unless something happens to Aaron Rodgers, he's going to go wear a baseball hat for the next two to three years. So you know, that's where we're at on that. Um, Pete, I do want to get to you with this. Now, this was kind of the hot topic of, you know, yesterday in the Antonio you know, Callaway talk. Uh, I, I've been around football, Pete. Jeez, uh, I'm 44 years old now. I've been around football since I, before I was 10. I have never, ever been given more more playing time as a form of discipline. I mean, everybody knows why Antonio Callaway needed to play. The guy's been out of football games for 23 months why and I don't want to bring back Hewlett so quickly but people may force me to do that how can you play it off that it's discipline but yet he plays deep into the fourth quarter
1: yeah this it's another unforced error you know this was easily avoidable all you had to say was we're handling it internally done you know next question uh and whether that's actually being done somehow somewhere whether that's you know catching extra balls from the jugs machine or or doing whatever type of running or anything else you know even community service um you don't have to answer any more questions about it the fact that you opened it up now has made another day where you know Hugh Jackson is on national radio tv everywhere else because he's getting laughed on laughed at because it's a joke uh and uh, it, first, it falls flat on his face because it, it, he's a guy you mentioned. It hasn't played in a couple years. We need every rep he can possibly get. Mr. Franco, garbage backup right guard, played all into the fourth quarter, uh, and they weren't being punished. So, you know, how does that wash? That. Antonio Callaway is allegedly getting punished, and you have both guards playing almost the entire game. The only player really punishes the players, I should say, really punishes are guys like C.J. Board, Damari Scott. You know, the guys who need all these reps because every rep they get on tape is in case you know if 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 they get cut, these are auditions for potentially another team in the league. Uh, You know, unless you're planning on unless you're really trying to convince me that you're going to turn around and cut Callaway after this, uh, then all you've done is is given him, him an opportunity on national television to catch a touchdown, make a couple circus catches, and you're telling me well, he had to run a bunch of routes, so that's punishment. Which, by the way, if, if you, that is indeed how you feel, and you're saying you're putting an exhausted kid out there to just run routes until he basically falls down dead, it's a great way to get a guy hurt because it's a dangerous <laughs> exactly. game. Uh, and people are going full speed and everything else. And what happened? Antonio Callaway came out with a rib injury. And my understanding is he had to miss practice time uh, over this. So every part of this is just another stupid, unforced error by a head coach that just looks continuously clueless uh, and, and, and shows an environment with no accountability. Uh, whatsoever, I mean, the, you know, what what happens if Callaway fin- fails a drug test? Does he have to play the entire rest of the preseason? Like, I don't – there's just – none of this makes sense. And, and I've heard this lame argument that, well, players don't want to play in preseason. The dude has not played football in how many years and he's, you know, a fourth-round rookie. Um, I expect, you know, he's a guy you have to basically drag off the field or, or should – be a guy who who wants to be dragged off the field because he never knows, you know, when's his last play going to be. But you know, has nothing proven. It's not a guy like Joe Thomas. It's not a guy like a Craig, Chris Kirksey. It's not a guy you know who has a ton proven in the NFL and he's just trying to get up to speed for the NFL. It's a guy who has to prove something in the NFL. So that's none of this makes any sense. And again, it's just one more embarrassing action by a guy who cannot afford this stuff
0: and the other thing is is you know antonio callaway played with absolute garbage at the quarterback position at the university of florida so you know now you hear with you know and whatever your feelings are with tyrod uh the guy has started you know almost 50 nfl games so whatever your feelings are he's a proven you know nfl commodity whatever your feelings are baker mayfield was the number one quarterback drafted and was the number one overall pick in this draft antonio callaway played with guys who were in and out of Florida within a year, within a year, you know, within a year and a half. Obviously, Will now has kind of gotten his act back together. But yes, it, it, it just say the fact that, look, we believe him. We're going to overlook this. We need to fast track this kid because Josh Gordon's not here. We traded Corey Coleman and we have a lot of faith that if this kid gets the playing time that we're going to give to him, we think he's going to do good things. That's all they needed to say. Don't sugarcoat it and say it's a discipline issue. It's, you know, because you know me as a parent, you know my kids screwed around all day. So you know what? Instead of two scoops of ice cream, you're going to get four before bed. So that makes total sense. Uh, guys, Locked On NFL has become Locked On NFL of Experts. Matt Williams, who hosts Locked On NFL, uh, every Monday we, uh, he's going to bring on local experts from the biggest games. Mike Renner, uh, if you guys uh, anybody watches The Bachelor with their ladies, uh, you know who Mike Renner is. He's going to be on every Wednesday. Every Thursday, Mike Sandel from ESPN is going to join the show. So please check out uh, the work Matt's doing. He's put together a great lineup here for this fall. I'll start revealing my plans for the fall here in the coming weeks. Got some good stuff lined up. Also, guys, uh, look, late August, like I say, locked on Major League Baseball. Find your team, whoever you're following. Go ahead, check it out. Uh, You know, obviously everybody always loves a pennant race, and ain't nothing like, you know, cruising into September and, you know, baseball. I do want to hit on a couple of things defensively. Uh, who kind of stood out with you from the Giant game? We didn't get to get the defensive part of this yet. A couple of guys that you know for you that that definitely raised an eye or two. Uh
1: I mean Miles Garrett. Uh, he uh, he looks he looks like he might be okay at football. Uh, he yeah,
0: I, th- I think there might be something there. They
1: the Miles Garrett effect isn't. Is is a full go here where teams are running the hell away from him. Uh and then obviously he was off sides but he almost killed the quarterback on the one play. Uh you know, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, obviously you're just excited to see what's going to happen when teams have to game plan for him for an entire sixty minutes. Uh Emmanuel Agba on the other side is interesting. Uh and, and this should be a very big year for him. Uh Larry Okobi look great. Uh you know, I, I always the
0: first team now.
1: Finally. Yeah, I always, I always thought he coming out. He was a great fit for a three, and it seems like desperation is forcing that play now, uh, as opposed to nose, which which is good. Uh, the the reasons for it are not great, but he looked good there. And then uh, Michael Kendricks uh, looked great in in his sort of role as a blitzer junkyard dog attack forward type guy, which, you know, he's a great fit for. Um, but I hope no one takes that as, well, then they should make a trade and get rid of somebody. No, let's just have a whole bunch of good football players who can be used in different packages. And that would be good. Uh, the other guy that stood out to me was Deron Smith, uh, which I think in some, uh, way has been largely a forgotten player because he was basically added at the end of the season, the Bengals waived him at the end of last year. Uh, the Browns quietly picked him up as a free safety. And then because of what they did with acquiring Demarius Randall with moving, uh, Jabril Peppers and all this, they're doing all these things in the defensive secondary that he's just sort of been, you know, not really talked about. Uh, and it's not like a guy who's been brought up a ton in training camp either, but all he did was he came up and made some really nice tackles in that and, and looks like a guy who should. We'll see if he does make the team, but uh, whether it's here or somewhere else, he, he's, a, he's a guy that looks to be have value uh, for a football team. I'm hoping it's this one, but we'll see. Uh, Marcel Frazier, uh, the depth edge rusher out of Missouri, showed some flashes uh, unfortunately I don't know if it was in the game or, or or the practice the next day, but he suffered a concussion, so he'll be out that's unfortunate just from the standpoint is I thought he had a nice little bit of momentum at a spot where the browns looked desperate that depth edge type role so those are those are a couple of guys who look good
0: yeah uh, I do bring up Kendricks. Uh, and, and, and look i the one thing I do wonder about is. You know, knowing John Dorsey, who usually paid pass rushing linebackers, I I do have uh, some concerns about Jamie Collins, who we've never seen be the the New England version of Jamie Collins. So I do have my doubts about that. Um, You know, look, Dorsey flipped Corey Coleman. I'm not sure he wouldn't flip Jamie Collins. So that's one I think about there. I thought Kendricks looked really good. We need to see the cornerbacks, the corners. It's something we're looking for and we want to see. But the problem is. I mean, after Eli Manning left that game, I mean, Davis Webb was absolutely atrocious. So, you know, hopefully, you know, and it really, you know, it it seems odd to say, hopefully Buffalo can give us a better run, you know, uh, quarterback-wise. To maybe get a little better idea of, you know, everything after Denzel Ward. Obviously, he's a little banged up now, too. not sure if we're going to see him. So that may give the advantage to see other guys and maybe get you know some guys tested, and we can see what you know how the cornerback position is going to shake themselves out. Um, I do want to bring up. Uh, I thought Michael Kendricks might be elevated. Uh, he was not elevated on the depth chart. Um, like I said, Larry Oganjoby was. Damian Ratley pushed to the third team. You know everything else pretty much status quo. Desmond Harrison obviously in there now. Janard Avery at second team. I'm praying to God we get to see him this week. Um, it seems like some of the veterans are already trying to tell him he needs to slow a little bit down so they kind of, kind of get to the live portion of it, which you like to see. But, you know, a guy who got, had to sit and watch week one preseason, you've got to understand, Gennard Avery probably wants to put his stamp on it. We do have some listener questions here this evening, so we're going to get to those. And this is one, actually, Pete, we've been on actually probably for months now. Um, I know you use the term barren. Are you guys concerned with the defensive tackle depth? Uh, do you think there's anyone out there that could be brought in to help? We've definitely addressed this, but look, step one today was the correct move. Larry Ogunjobi is probably the best inside, best defensive tackle you have, in, unless you're shifting Emmanuel Ogba inside. So that was step one. No, Pete.
1: Yeah, I, uh, the short answer is I'm terrified of uh, the defensive tackle position, and I've been that way since April. Uh, I thought this was a major problem, uh, and and there's a couple things here. First, I agree. Larry Ogunjobi needs to be on the field. Uh, I think J.B. Meter will be fine. I don't know why the Browns are quite as high as they are on him, but he looks like he, he should be okay.
0: Didn't he um, find the field goal when they won the one
1: game? Yes. So he, there you they, go.
0: <laughs> he, he, he
1: did. Um, but here's the problem is once you get behind them, you're in for world of hurt and let's, let's give, uh, Caleb Brantley, the benefit of the doubt that he was still coming off that quad. Uh, and that wasn't a hundred percent. And that may have contributed to why he was a complete non-factor and uh, utterly worthless, uh, in the preseason game and hope that a healthier Caleb Brantley, a more productive Caleb Brantley will show itself against Buffalo. Uh, the high ankle sprain from Trevon Coley is horrible timing. Uh, I mean, it's good that's not the regular season, but it really sh- has exposed how how thin they are there. And you know, all these people were telling me about this fault kid. Uh, he did less than nothing. So there's there's a couple options. First, um, as base as Greg Williams seems capable of doing, which is still throwing a whole bunch of shit out there that looks just idiotic and and extremely fancy for the sake of it rather than being smart defense, which I think played a role in the corners, but uh, there were still way too many open windows. Uh, the fact that you know Miles Garrett can conceivably kick into a three. Emmanuel Ogba can kick inside. I'm hoping Carl Nassib gets some looks inside. He, he did in camp when I was up there. I think those are ways you can sort of – Ease the problem. Now the pro- the the issue there is now you're robbing p- Peter to pay Paul, and that your edge depth isn't great. But a guy like Gennard Avery could potentially help in that area. But if you're asking me outside, um, the you know uh, the the immediate reaction most will have is that John Dorsey will try to make a trade. That is not where I'm going. Uh, they're not going to be a good football team. I cannot stress this enough. They just aren't. Trading to you know chase wins is is a bad idea. Now, if there's a great offer, I understand. If you want to throw the huge haul you got from Corey Coleman at something, I understand. Uh, but <laughs> but the the team I'm looking at immediately when it comes to waivers is the Ravens. Um, I I really liked Bronson Kafusi coming out of BYU a couple years ago. I don't you know, and I, I I'm looking at the R lads. Depth chart with his stuff, and he's sort of hanging out there. He could be a guy that could help at the three. Um, you know, they have Carl Davis. They have basically the Ravens have a bunch of guys, and they can't all make the team. And I look at a team like that, and and their guys can help the Browns uh, immensely. Uh, the kid out of uh, the kid the, the Packers drafted, who I was really high on out of uh, Cal. Uh, in the sixth round, let me grab his name. James Looney is a guy who could could be you know a guy who gets cut, and it's again these teams have loaded up and loaded up and loaded up. That you know he's a guy I really like for the Browns to target. He could help potentially help them, but the bottom line is you know unless you're unless the Browns come out you know in, a, in the next couple weeks and the defensive tackle looks substantially better in, in those depth spots, you're gonna have to go get guys and uh, you know basically to me if you are not named Larry Ogunjobi or Jamie Meter at this point, you should be worried uh, and and do you know step your game up here because none of those guys should feel safe at this point.
0: Yeah, and, you know, everybody's little pipe dream of Aaron Donald. That one's over now as Aaron Donald's going to sign his extension this week and get a boatload of money, which he deserves every damn dollar of. Congrats to you, Larry Donald. You deserve it. Uh, Guys, you're listening to the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to Locked On Browns, your team every day, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Uh, Guys, I appreciate it to all my new listeners out there. Guys, if, if you want a screenshot, your subscription, Send it to me. We'll give you a little love. Make sure everybody can get you some followers on Twitter if you need it. Give me some more guys to talk football with. Um, we're playing the Bills this week, obviously, Friday night. So go ahead, check out Locked On Bills and the guys over there. Um, you know, I kind of give them a little, you know, a little Spanish, you know, elbow the Spanish archer and give them a little uh, fun with that. But, look, everybody's working their butts off trying to cover the team the best they can. Now, a couple more questions here. And, actually, the guys the guys brought some good stuff here today. Um. Now, this is one. uh, Look, Greg Robinson getting reps at left tackle. Look, once you tell Joel Batonio you're playing left tackle, I don't want to see Joel Batonio take another snap at guard until 2019 when you maybe address the position and you told him it's okay, you're going to go back inside, and you're going to throw him an extra mil a year or do what you got to do to thank him for doing it. But why? I mean, Greg Robinson's a swing guy. Maybe... It's just, I mean, in the Detroit Lions guys are laughing. Los Angeles Rams people are laughing. The guy was drafted second overall, and he is on his third NFL team in year five. That's all you need to know.
1: Right. There's a couple of things. First, Joe Petonio looked really damn good at left tackle. Uh, and I'm not sure why people were that surprised by it. Uh, he was really good at it in college uh, and I know and our
0: buddy and I know our buddy James Colbert said the athletic profile was a 100% match for him to play left tackle in the
1: NFL. Right. And and even if you were sitting there going, "Well, he played in Nevada. There's a great game you can look up. I'm sure you can still find the clips of it." Him uh Boise State against uh against Nevada and he's blocking it's a great matchup between him and DeMarcus Lawrence, who's obviously doing real well for himself in Dallas when he Stays out of trouble. He's Uh, still a
0: jerk. He's screwed. He's like blocked
1: on Twitter. So he can clearly do it now. My beef with the move is always the lack of planning and the fact you basically said, "Okay, throw him in there." That is stupid and reckless. uh, And I still believe that. But Joel is a good football player, and and I agree with. I agree with you that it, you've made this move. Don't don't mess with it. He's, if you're saying he's a left tackle, he's a left tackle. Move on. I agree, and I also agree. And, and we've talked about this before. Uh, Greg Robinson is not going to play tackle for this. He's not. But he's a big, strong kid, man, and and he can do some stuff at guard. Now he's got some issues that he has to work out. And and uh, Jeff Risden discussed this on uh, surviving the season and, and some things that he he does wrong. Uh, with with how he wants to pass block, and he's always trying to step forward. And he had some great insight this. But, you know, I, I look at him, and, I, and I'm saying, if nothing else, he can run block. And, you know, he fits that, that mold of that big physical right guard. If you're saying he's Kevin Zeitler without the pass blocking, I mean, like, I get it. But I, I'll tell you what that's better than. That's better than Spencer Dranko doing any blocking. And, uh, and then there are other guys that are of, are of interest to me, uh, Jeff Gray, uh, the kid, uh, the, the Browns got out, off the Packers out of Manitoba. Uh, Fabiano has been playing center, but uh, you know, he played guard the last time he was with the Browns, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why they are bothering to rep Robinson at left tackle other than the fact that they basically have no one else uh, because Sean Coleman's at right tackle and looked terrible doing that. Uh, but if you're, if you're, if you're saying that Greg Robinson is just here to fill, uh, then fine. But if you're saying, let's try to get something productive out of him, put him at guard, I, would give those reps to Christian Delaro at left tackle. I thought he did well for himself with the third team. He's a guy who I actually think, sh- uh, should be, a, a, a guy who can make this team, uh, as a, as a long-term swing guy. Uh, but anything with Greg Robinson to tackle is just a complete waste of time, and it looked dreadful.
0: And if you saw anything, you saw the running game was just absolutely... And, you know, I, I feel bad for you, boy, Mr. Chubb, because, it, it, I mean, it was just terrible. You know, and, you know, I, I know he probably walked away thinking, man, I probably had a better offensive line at Georgia than I did today. So, you know, work have Greg Robinson work left guard. Have him work right guard. I mean, you know, even if it's a you know a couple of pleas, yes, he can fill in as a pinch at a tackle position. That's okay. Um, obviously, Desmond Harrison. I guess we're going to get to see him this week. Uh, you and I, as much as you know, we're down on the kid on a hole, because you know once you're finally making it to the NFL at 25 years old, you know, it was usually not for good reasons. But you know, get him out there if the weight is right and, and get him some reps. It's just, it's just too big of a question mark. Joel, we think, is going to be good, but you know, there is a little bit of injury history there. And if something were to happen to him and he's got to miss a week, good guy, he might as well just go to the Delaware Wing Team.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the 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 flip side of that is is obviously Austin Corbett, I think, was okay. But he can clearly use every rep he can get at left guard. Uh, and, 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 you know, again, we talked about it earlier. He, he played into the fourth quarter, and some of that was how thin they are at guard but I'm not a huge part of that is they need him to get every rep they can get uh, and I'm fine with that uh, now let's not pretend it's a punishment uh, or anything like that but yeah these these are, are, are questions that need to be answered and that second team offensive line was bad they couldn't execute a basic counter in terms of blocking assignments like it was embarrassing and that's the one where Chubb got strung out for a negative uh, negative play. Uh, the only thing I can say for Chubb is he looked good catching the pass uh, for like 13 yards. He had 26 yards after contact, and I think he had 11 yards rushing, which tells you all you need to know about what was going on up front.
0: Well, the pass reception was beautiful, so I will give him credit for that. It was absolutely fantastic.
1: Um,
0: Pete, uh, wh- where are you at with what you're working on here before uh, you start putting a bow on this?
1: Uh, you can find me uh, – at underscore Pete Smith underscore, uh, I'm at NFL Spin Zone. I wrote an ar- article today talking about the five strongest position groups on the Browns. Uh, naturally, I'll be working on one for the five weakest position group, and we've talked about a couple of them. Uh, so that's that's where that's going.
0: You know, obviously, guys, we're gonna move on to the Bills here. Uh, you know, nice to see the Corey Coleman revenge game so soon, and I'm gonna tell you guys right now, Corey Coleman does anything in this game, I'm going to cheer like hell for him. And it's not the issue that you moved on from a guy. It's that you banished him and you got nothing in return. You know, I understand, look, uh, you know, well, Corey Coleman spends a lot of money at the strip clubs. Well, Josh Gordon ain't here. We know his history. Antonio Callaway's got a rap sheet longer than my left leg. So if Corey Coleman wants to spend his money in the strip club, Whatever, it's his freaking money. But the problem is, you got a seventh round pick in 2020 for return. It's just bad business. Obviously, you didn't like the kid, and that's the part that aggravates me.
1: You could have gotten that nothing five months ago, uh, and not wasted all those reps in camp uh, and worked on what the next guy was. But the other part of that is
0: and and don't... I, I know and I know the and you know I know Ben Albright and Ben. I I love Ben the Death. He's always been good to me. Yes, you're going to try to showcase the guy before you move him, but still, a 2027 you gave away a first round pick for, and this is the guy who gave the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary, you know, you know, I want to say handed him his long handed him the lunch, but he gave him all they could handle.
1: Well, that and if you were going to showcase him, you probably would have wanted to in a preseason game. To and you the know. way
0: that and the way that game went, he probably would have looked damn good.
1: Right, uh, but the other part of that is don't tell me that Corey Coleman is a problem, but we're going to give Pac-Man Jones a workout, and 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 nothing official on this. But then don't tell me you're going to invite Des Bryant uh, and and say that Corey bingo, Coleman's problem. Bingo, like,
0: bingo, 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 bingo. Don't draft Desmond Harrison. Don't draft Antonio. Pat. I mean, like you you picked you know you have thirty six problem children, and you picked one to jettison.
1: Right. I, I I still don't like the move. Like I said, I think if you were that upset with him and you wanted to move on, move on five, you know, months ago, don't throw those reps away at camp because you don't you don't get that back. You don't get those reps back. Uh, and you picked literally the worst time to poss- possible to trade him. So maybe there was some sp- particular incident that resulted in the blow up that, that they had to do this, but, uh, ju- you know, John Dorsey has not been good at making trades, especially when it comes to jettisoning guys. Um, and, and look, uh, I know he wasn't a great fit in terms of scheme, but don't tell me you wouldn't like to have Danny Shelton back right now, given what you saw at defensive tackle, uh, and, and you got, you know, you moved up basically around in the draft uh, with that. So, you know, it, you make your point all you want about what you're trying to do and sending messages, but um, the the return on these trades is awful. And as good as Dorsey has been at certain things uh, in the draft and, and all these other, you know, and, and getting a nice return for, for Deshaun Kaiser – um, these do not reflect well on him. And, you know, if I'm another team and I see guys on the Browns that I'm looking for, I certainly wouldn't offer anything because chances are you're going to get him for, get whatever player you want who is part of the old regime for basically nothing if, if they're willing to do that.
0: Yes, well, Antonio Callaway was disciplined for driving around 3 a.m. And look, whether it was his or not, it works to have gone whether or not that story was true. Marijuana in the car. Uh, Corey Coleman's discipline was getting traded away because he, you know, you know, likes to spend his money at the strip club. Just strange, just weird. Guys, follow Pete. Follow the show at Locked On Browns. Follow me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Guys, take some efforts here to improve the audio here. But I do appreciate the fact that so many people said they enjoy the show, they enjoy the content. That means a lot, guys. So we're gonna pour in a little bit here to, you know, get things better for you. I, you guys mean a lot to me. We're doing everything. Anything you guys want to hear? Any guests? You guys know I got no game in my game. I'll stick my nose in somewhere until I get blocked or whatever, or get a no, so I don't worry about that. Uh, guys, we're uh, three, uh, we're four days away. We don't get another preseason game. Hughes, hopefully, hopefully looking to go for six in a row in the preseason because God knows that's what it's all about. Until we talk to you tomorrow night, let's go Browns.